your finances will leave a long-lasting impact on your family. After all, you only retire once. If you're looking to discuss all things pertaining to your retirement, you've come to the right place. This is Retirement Matters with Michael Stewart. Welcome into another edition of Retirement Matters, the podcast with Michael Stewart, founder at Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. Uh, His office is in Crystal Lake, and of course, you can find him online at crystallaketax.com. And if that's not enough Crystal Lake for you, I don't know what is, but you can find them there at crystallaketax.com. They've been doing this for quite a while. Mike's been helping folks for over two decades as a financial planner. He's got his MBA in finance and is a registered financial consultant. Make sure you give him a call if you've got some questions or concerns. As we always say, 815-526-3092. Your number to call, 815-526-3092. And check him out online. Subscribe to the podcast whatever format you choose to uh, use for your podcasting pleasure, and we would certainly appreciate it. Michael, how are you this week, my friend? I am doing excellent. How about yourself? Doing pretty good. I hope that things have been going well since the last time we chatted, and I've got another interesting and exciting show for us to talk about, and as usual, I want to hit these headlines because Lord knows there's a ton of them coming, it seems, as though when it comes to the financial space, there's never a shortage of headlines anyway. But instead of going for sometimes for the really, really high, glossy ones that get a ton of attention, I like to find and look for some other ones that are maybe just a slightly off the beaten path. So that's what I've got here for this week. Several tech companies have gone public already this year and or will be coming uh, in the next few months and so on and so forth. A lot of different companies, Pinterest, Uber, Lyft, so on and so forth. Do you ever recommend that people invest or look into IPOs? Now, most of our client base are relatively conservative. You know, they're nearing retirement, then retirement. We're not looking for, you know, what's going to be the next Amazon. You know, we'll take it, but that's not really what we're doing for. What we're trying to do on the stock side of it, really more of a value shop. That means that we like investing in just good companies that are going to be with us in good markets and bad and get good entry prices in them. So not just necessarily buying them just because we feel like it, but also importantly, as it responds to the IPOs, not just buying into the hype either. So many of those firms that you mentioned that have already IPO'd, many are already trading well below their recent IPO prices. So if you take a look at their business model, you know, is it profitable? Is there a path to profitability? If they currently aren't profitable, are they laying out how, you know, yes, maybe they've been scaling and that's why they've been investing in their business, but going forward, we're gonna be a good profitable company. And unfortunately, a lot of these technology unicorns, your Ubers, your Lyfts and that of the world, just really don't have a path to profitability. If you look at even Uber, you know, normally in, you know, in full compliance disclosure, this is not a recommendation, you know, so don't take it as that. Right. But using Uber just as an example, because that was one of the largest IPOs of all time that just recently came out. It came out valued at about $72 billion right out of the gate. If you read their prospectus, their offering document, They basically said, you know what, no, we're going to lose billions of dollars. We have no idea how we're ever going to make money, but, you know, please invest in our company. Now, as a ride-hailing service, they're in a fantastic company. It's a great technology. They disrupted industries, you know, and soon to be in the commercial side with trucks, and they've already done it in the taxi cab industry. You know, and some people will, without really understanding what they're investing in, because they just like the ride-sharing, some people will say, oh, yeah, but wait till self-driving cars come. You know, Mm -hmm. that's when, now they don't get to pay the labor anymore. But if you, it's like an onion. If you peel back one layer, though, 
and say, okay, well, really, Uber right now is a technology company, right? They're on the app and they get a, you know, a percentage of the sales and those, but they don't have any infrastructure really as it relates to the automobile, as it relates to the driver. Right. So are they, are they really going to go out and start buying hundreds of thousands of self-driving cars and all the ca- needing all the capital to buy all that and then take on the liability of all those self-driving cars? Yeah, true. Well, of course not. They're a tech company, right? They don't want to be out here and then go to an old school model of owning hundreds of thousands of vehicles, self-driving or not, because it's too capital intensive. No, they just want to peel off a certain amount of profitability for themselves. So the key thing about all of these IPOs, and that was just kind of one example, is that you got to understand what you're buying and make sure you're buying into more than just hope. Is it going to be a profitable company at some point? Because that's what you're doing. When you buy a stock, you're buying into future gains, future opportunities. Just make sure that there's opportunity there. So for some of these IPOs, use their service, but maybe steer clear of them as an investment, at least it's until it's a little better defined as a business rather than a unicorn. <laughs> that's that's really great. I like that. Yeah, I mean they're basically a virtual company, right? There's probably their their overhead would only go up massively by having all these physical items and so on and so forth. So yeah, really good points to ponder there, folks, as you're listening to the podcast. And this is Retirement Matters. And now let's check in with our mailbag and see what Georgia over in Barrington has to say for us. So she says, guys, I'm doing really well in my 401k right now. But my IRA isn't doing as well. Do I need to drop the advisor who manages that account and just do it myself? Now, Georgia and Barrington, what you really should do is drop the advisor and then just bring everything over to us. Yeah. So just just kidding on that. Yeah. More importantly, Georgia, on that. And it's not an uncommon question. And it's one of the things when you have multiple accounts. You know, you're always going to have something you really like, and then something's doing a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. You know, rarely are they doing exactly the same thing. So, you know, when we manage money for clients, let's say, you know, they've got a 401k, and then we've got our IRAs here, and they got a joint account, and all those things. When we do reviews, we do it at a household level, which means basically put all those assets on one page, doesn't matter what type of account that they're in. And then we come up with an allocation plan that says, okay, we need X amount in stocks, X amount in bonds, X amount in insurance, whatever the allocation happens to be. And then regardless of the type of account, we go and look at the different accounts and kind of cherry pick where it should go. So when we get together and do reviews, it's really based on how's the household doing all in one. Because you know some of the things that individual investors sometimes get a little skewed, and Georgia, that's where your question's coming in is, so let's say that 401k, you know, it's been an up market for the most part for the last few years. So if that 401k is 100% in the market, 100% in stocks, and the market's up and your stocks are up 10%, Right? You're like, oh, that's great. But then you look over and you get your IRA statement. And you're a little disappointed because it's half stocks, half bonds, and it's only up 5%. You're disappointed because it's only up 5 Now, in reality, is there something broken or wrong with either the advisor or the investments within that IRA? And the answer is no, because if that IRA only has half the risk that the markets does in your 401k, then you're only going to get half of the upside. You know, it's just math at the end of the day. So the key thing is it works the other way if you flip it on its head. Let's say the market had been down. Let's go to fourth quarter of 2018. Let's say the market's down 10%. So now your 401k is down 10%, but your IRA only fell 5%. Now you love that IRA, right? Because it didn't do, you know, now your 401k is the thing you're asking, should you get rid of? But the reality is it's about taking a step back and saying, okay, let's just make sure it's an apples to apples comparison based on the amount of risk that you're taking in each one. So the real question is, 
how much risk combined. When you take your IRA and 401k, they should be managed as an aggregate as a whole and determine how much risk you take. So when you put those two together in good markets and bad, are they getting you closer to your goals? Rather than just taking a look at you know one account versus another, it's how do they complement each other? And that's how it should be managed. You know, So then in that case, you take the risk that you need, you don't take any more and you don't take any less. Well, there you go. So hopefully, Georgia, that helps you out a little bit. And again, if you have some questions or concerns and you want to get into the specifics for your situation and how it may pertain to your situation, and specifically, give them a call at 815-526-3092. 815-526-3092. You know, we talk in generalities. We try to talk about different topics and subjects and things of that nature, as we say often here on the show. But you always want to check with a qualified professional about your own specific situation before you take any action. And you can reach out to Michael at 815 and check him out online at crystallaketax.com. That's crystallaketax.com. All right, Mike, so I don't know. Did your grandmother, my grandmother, I had one grandparent that I was able to you know, know as I was growing up. The rest had passed. And she loved the standard proverbs, the popular ones that everybody says, all the little cliche things. And she used to hit me with those all the time. Did you ever have that? I did. My, my grandfather on my father's side, well, so my my father's side, all my family's from Alabama, but mm-hmm. okay. my father's side's from country Alabama, which is like Town Creek and Hatton. So you got to find a big city, then find the next smallest city, and then find the smaller city from next there, to that. Exactly. Yep. So you got to like dig, dig down, you know? So, yeah. And then, you know, he was a bootlegger in the past. Nice. And had a really okay. kind of sketchy past and all that. But then, you know, once he got about 60, he found God and we got hammered with Proverbs and scripture and all that on there. So yeah, yeah okay. definitely can understand on, on all the Proverbs and you know, there's a lot of wisdom in them as well. There, there can be exactly. And there's a lot of them that they're not necessarily really about money, but I think we can easily extract a financial lesson or two from them. So let's tackle that a little bit here on the podcast and we'll see if we can do that. A pretty fun one to start with. I think everyone knows is a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. No, absolutely. And in my book, you know, I, I put it very similarly. It's eat the eggs, not the chickens, you know, and then <laughs> the analogy right. I use that for is about not spending your principal, especially if you need income in retirement. So, you know, your principal's the chickens, your principal's what generates interest and dividends and income on a regular basis. So whether the market's up, down, sideways, doesn't matter, you protect the chickens and then you get to eat the eggs. You get to spend them. Why? Because what happens? Then next year, guess what? That's a renewable resource. So it's going to come back in. So when I hear the proverb, a bird in the hands worth two in the bush, I see that bird in the hand basically being my chicken. You know, that's the golden goose that's going to keep laying those eggs for me. So I got income in retirement worth two in the bush is honestly, I think that that's the stock market. You know, it's the hope things, you know, hope I'm going to catch those two birds. But the reality is a lot of our clients are a lot more conservative. So what they would really like to do is make sure that they got that bird in the hand. So then that chicken's going to keep laying eggs for them. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, to me, it's kind of like if you wanted to use a sports analogy, it's kind of like the victory formation in football. You know, when the team has it basically won under the two minute warning, if they, they know there's no chance for the team, they just start taking a knee. Right. And so they're protecting yep. the ball. They're not trying to gain any more yards. They know they've got the game won. So it's kind of the same kind of idea. Maybe in retirement, sometimes it's like you kind of have the game won. Don't take unnecessary risk. That's kind of how I was I- viewing that. When we meet with clients that have done a great job savings and good job controlling their expenses and they're approaching or in retirement, one of the greatest things I love telling them is, you know, you've won the game, you know, much to your analogy, you've won the game. Now just don't screw it up, you know, and not screwing up means that, you know, we don't need huge returns going forward. We just need to make sure we don't have huge losses going forward. Exactly. All right. Well, how about a rising tide 
lifts all boats. Yeah, so a rising tide lifts all boats is, you know, that even goes back to, you know, Warren Buffett likes to kind of expound on that a little bit, basically saying that when the tide's out, you know, everybody's doing well. And that's, you know, the stock market going up. But, mm-hmm. you know, but when the but when the or when the tide comes in, when the tide goes out, you get to see who's swimming naked. You know, so <laughs> you know, in, in, a, in a good market, you don't see all the dirty laundry. You don't see all the things that's going on that all these kind of borderline zombie companies that only because of zero percent interest rates and only because the market's going up. Are they doing well? So, you know, everybody does good in a rising market. But what you want to do is you want to insulate yourself and make sure that you're doing some due diligence to make sure that, you know, when that tide goes out, that you're not one of the ones standing there naked at the end of the day. (laughs) That's a mental image, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Are you listening to us talk about popular proverbs that uh, can teach us about money? And uh, there's a couple of good ones. Now, this one, I definitely I'm the cliche here. I remember being probably, I don't know, six, maybe seven, something like that, doing the Easter egg hunt, you know, having all my stuff, being one, maybe even eight, maybe wanting to be the faster of the grandkids, hauling around, trying to snatch up as many of the eggs as before the other kids as I could. And, you know, what happened, right? I tripped, fell on the basket, crushed them all. So don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, true. Yeah, and a lot of times clients get these, uh, you know, prospective clients get that a little confused. So they'll sit down and it's like, you know, that's why I've got five advisors. So I get five different, you know, opinions and say, well, that's not really what the don't put all your eggs in one basket means. The don't put all your eggs in basket is really about more diversification. You know, so if you look at, you know, all the old financial products, since this is a financial podcast that, you know, regardless of the types of accounts that they're in, you take a look at it and you say, okay, you know, some things, you know, I want safety attached to. Some things I want liquidity to be able to have access to my money. Some things I want to have growth. And in all instances, you know, regardless of your age, really, you're going to need those three things in various forms on various dollars over time. You know, so when you're younger, you know, safety is less of an issue. You need a lot of growth and you don't really need a lot of liquidity. When you get a little bit older, you're nearing, you're in retirement. Safety becomes paramount. Growth is important, but no longer the greatest thing. And you might need liquidity now because you need access to these funds, whether it's for income or, you know, life happens, some emergencies or something. So, you know, there's pros and cons about all the different investment choices that you have. So when you hear don't put all your eggs in one basket, it's really about, you know, when I go through on the whiteboard with clients, we'll say, okay, here's our risk assets, all the market type things that we could potentially do, you know, the whole universe of options. And in the middle is, you know, here's our not insured options, which are going to be a lot of our fixed income, our interest in dividend paying things. And on the left side of the board is all of our insured items, you know, some of the things that have some assurances attached to them, you know, government, banks, insurance companies, those kind of things. But the reason why is we go through and we say, okay, based on all those things, we really need a little bit of all those things, depending on the specific dollars that we're talking about. There's not just any one really good fit up there for all your money. It's a combination and different percentages of those things. So when I hear don't put all your eggs in one basket, that's really what it is. It's saying, okay, assign a purpose to each one of those accounts, each one of those dollars, and then divvy up that way. But it can't all be in one basket, just not one product. All right, well, our final proverb here for the podcast this week is one man's trash is another man's treasure. I'm curious to see where you go with this one. 
Yeah, this can go a whole lot of ways. But as far as our practice, because we're, once again, a little bit more value oriented than that, you know, we believe in, you know, both on the bond side as well as the stock side on, you know, things like fallen angels and dogs of the Dow. And so fallen angels, for those that aren't familiar with, are, you know, let's say bonds that got downgraded, you know, so bonds, they were an A rated bond, which is a good, you know, investment grade bond. And then for whatever reason, they got a little ding on them, they dropped down to triple B. So to the average investor, that doesn't mean anything. To the institutional investor, it means a big deal. But what happens is they get a little cheaper, but that means your yield goes up. You actually make more money. You get to buy it in cheaper and you earn more interest. And if we dig into the balance sheet and it's actually worth more, you know, nothing fundamentally has changed with the company. The credit quality is still good. The earnings are still fine. We can just actually go in and buy them at a discount. So instead of earning 5% on that bond, we're in 5.5% on that bond and nothing's changed. You know, so that's like a fallen angel for you. Same thing with dogs of the Dow. You know, there's an investment theory out there, whether you subscribe to it or not, that says, you know, okay, of all the Dow Jones stocks, the theory is at the end of the year, take the 10 worst of them, because if they've fallen in value, that means the yield or their dividends, and so their income they produce is actually a lot higher. So instead of being about 3%, maybe they're paying you four, five, 6%. And chances are everything's gonna revert back to its mean. So if you're going and buying the worst 10, but they're still good solid companies and you're earning a really good income stream on their dividend, then when they come back, you're not only getting that dividend, but you're also getting some capital appreciation. So between those fallen angels on the bond side, the dogs of the Dow is an example on the stock side. You know, when I hear one man's trash is another man's treasure, that's a way of kind of mining the trash on Wall Street and still find great buying opportunities that are going to make you successful today and in the future. All right. Well, there you go. So another fantastic addition here on the program, Retirement Matters. A lot of fun there talking about some of those proverbs. And again, you can easily find some good, useful pieces of financial wisdom in there if you want to look. And of course, Michael's a great source to tap into uh, for some more financial wisdom, if you will, at 815-526-3092. That's 815-526-3092. After two decades as a financial planner, he's got some great experience there. He's got his MBA in finance and is a registered financial consultant at Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. He's the founder. And uh, of course, you can find him online at crystallaketax.com. That's crystallaketax.com. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't yet. Follow us on iTunes or Google Play, or I guess iTunes is actually their Apple's going to fold iTunes. I don't know what they're going to call it. I guess it's called Apple Podcasts now. I hear they're branching into, uh, they're going to have their three divisions Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, and Apple TV, I believe. But anyway, either way. As long as they pick us up. That's right. That's right. But, you know, it's Apple, so they're going to do their thing. So I'm sure they've done research and research and research on that. But anyway, you can subscribe to us, follow us, get past episodes, uh, be notified for future episodes, things of that nature. Michael, thanks for having me back on the program. I appreciate you and look forward to talking to you next time. Likewise. I'll talk to you around the bend. We'll see you the next time here on Retirement Matters with Michael Stewart of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. The information provided herein is for training or educational purposes only and does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any securities, investments, investment strategies, or investment advice relating to securities, nor is the information or representation that any security is a suitable or appropriate investment for any person. Before acting on any advice, 
you should consider the appropriateness of the advice having regard to your own objectives, financial situation, and needs. Please contact us to obtain our disclosure brochure relating to the services offered by Sound Income Strategies, LLC, and consider its contents before making any decisions. Where quoted, past performance is not indicative of future performance. Sound Income Strategies, LLC does not represent or warrant that the contents of this program are suitable for you from a compliance, regulatory, legal, or any other perspective. We shall have no responsibility for your use or non-use of the program or any portion thereof. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities.